this video the third in a three-part series by Scott Peach. Uh, Scott has been at Arlington High School now for over 20 years. This video, this series shot in 2019, the spring. Uh, so it's been on our site for a little while. I think it's, uh, I think it deserves more attention because Scott Peach is a very well-spoken coach and I think you can learn a ton from him. He really respects the game and respect, respects the coaching community. If you enjoy this video, would like to see more like this uh, or see it in person, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. My name is Scott Peach. I'm the head football coach and athletic coordinator at Arlington High School in Arlington, Texas. Uh, I've been very, very blessed to be the head football coach here for the past 16 years. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of great years, a lot of great runs. Um, it's my opportunity today to talk to you about offensive football. Um, I'd like to start with kind of a background of me. Uh, my grandfather was a Hall of Fame basketball coach um, in the state of Oklahoma. Um, he kind of set the tone for our family of being coaches. Um, after that, uh, my father has been a head football coach and athletic coordinator uh, at Arlington Lamar High School in town for 40 years. Um, he also was a Hall of Fame coach um, for many, many years uh, in this great state of Texas. Uh, my brother is a coach. He's a safeties coach in Waco Midway. Uh, my wife is an assistant athletic director, but she was also a head soccer coach at the high school level uh, for 11 years. And so it just kind of runs in our blood. Um, I grew up on the sidelines of my dad's football game starting when I was three years old. And it's uh, really kind of all I've ever known. Um, in saying that, here at Arlington High School, uh, we have had a lot of success. Uh, most recently, we've been 21-4 and in the past two seasons at the 6A level. Uh, we were 11-1 this year. We were 10-0 district champions. Um, and then uh, went two rounds deep in the playoffs. Uh, the year before, I uh, went three rounds deep in the Texas 6A playoffs. Um, in saying that, a lot of credit goes to my offense coordinator, Philip Nelson, who's been with me for all 16 years that I've been here. Um, in saying that, he's as good an offensive line coach as there is in the state of Texas and does a great job with our offense as well. Um, I brought in a new defensive coordinator two years by the name of T.J. Dibble. During that time, we have been fantastic out of the 3-4 defense. And uh, so with my staff... Um, along with me, uh, we are very, very proud of the product that we have. Um, I'm speaking to you today from our new Mac facility here at Arlington High School. I've uh, been in it now for two years and uh, very blessed from our school board and uh, from our superintendent to do something incredible like this. And uh, last thing is offensively, where does it come from for us? Um, I'd like to say it kind of started back in 07 for us when we transitioned to the run and shoot. Um, we did so because we kind of had a background in it. Uh, also at that time, June Jones became the new head football coach at SMU. And we spent a lot of time over there at SMU with him to kind of learn what it was supposed to look like. We also had a quarterback that was six foot five uh, that would go on and play at Texas A&M. And so we went to the run and shoot offense at that time. After eight years, it was time to make a change. The reason for that was that um, offenses had changed. The RPO game, run-pass option had come into play across the country, and we needed to get in the game. Uh, we, at that time, transitioned to a similar style of offense that Art Bryles and his staff was running at Baylor University. Um, we spent a lot of time around them 
for a couple of years learning that offense, and uh, that's the offense that we went to. Uh, once Baylor went in a different direction at their coaching position in football, uh, we started looking around of who we were closest to, and uh, the answer is Clemson. Uh, we spent uh, a little time with them, but for the most part, just kind of watched them and what they did on film. And uh, we are very close to Clemson offensively, if you had to say what we look like at the college level. In the same breath, uh, we like to do our own thing. We have a lot of unique things that we add to the game um, and to our offense. And so in saying that, I'd like to share some of that with you today. Um, in not wasting your time, I might as well talk to you about the things that we're good at and not share things with you that we're not so good at. Uh, we are really, really good at our trips passing game. Uh, for us, that looks a lot of different ways. First of all, um, obviously what we call trips left and trips right with three receivers set to one side and a single receiver to the opposite side is where our passing game starts to the trips. In the same breath, though, we can create trips passing game from our empty concept with three receivers on one side and two receivers on the other. We can get to our trips passing game in a formation called doubles where we set two receivers to each side and then leak our back out to one side or the other to create the trips. And then we also have the ability to throw the trips passing game through our single receiver, uh, where we will incorporate the running back and then also bring something off the backside back across the field in a shallow or drag form. So in saying that, um, that's what I'm going to touch on with this presentation today. And in doing so, it starts for us with an RPO play. Now, I'm not going to get into a lot of RPO game right now, but I did want to show you this in order to start the presentation. We start with the bubble game. And so, like a lot of people, our trips passing game starts with screens, and for us, it starts with the bubble. In this particular clip of RPO, uh, we are a big dart running football team. Um, I say that to you because with the dart, we believe that we can get great angles on a five-man box uh, with a dart. This is in particular is a 4-2 front. So with the 4-2 front, we're going to cover it up with our five linemen with the four down linemen and then the front side linebacker, which in this case is the Willie. With the Mike linebacker, that now falls on the quarterback. So if the Mike linebacker is walked outside of the box in this particular situation, then he's going to hand the football off to the tailback and we're going to win five on five inside. That being said, if the Mike linebacker, like in this case, is in the box, now it becomes on the quarterback to get the ball out of his hands in the passing game to the bubble screen. Obviously, you have to be great perimeter blockers, and so with our two outside guys there blocking on the corner and the strong safety, and then getting the ball out to our bubble, um, and we're not overcoaching the bubble a lot, but we're a kickback, go-flat philosophy, and then getting the ball in his hands as quickly as possible. So to get things started, here's the first clip. This is against a 4-3 box. The Mike linebacker is here. We're going to pull for him. The outside linebacker, what we call the stud to the trips, is the one that the quarterback is responsible for. So in this particular clip, the quarterback sees the stud tied to the box. So he's going to throw the bubble outside. We're big believers in athletes in space, and so now then, we get the bubble out in space. We've got two blockers coming, and then now we get the free safety having to come downhill to make the play. I show you this clip 
because the main goal is to show you that this RPO will build into the rest of our passing attack of why we throw what we throw. And again now, making the free safety come downhill creates passing game back to our trips. So the first pass I'm going to show you in our trips passing game that works off of the RPO that you just saw with the bubble game is what we call TCU fraud. At the end of the day, we have a way to make a call to our left, make a call to our right in the passing game. This call right now is going back to our left. In doing so, it starts outside with our post route. On our post route, we learned about five years ago how to adjust it. We used to run it to the middle of the field, um, and we've changed that now. We do that because we now keep it skinny, and we do so so that that backside safety or middle free safety can't get to the play. In doing so also, it allows us to use our speed and get vertical. So the rule for our post route is to go step on the toes of the corner, and then after that, get inside and get vertical. The only time that we would ever take an outside release is if we got press and just knew that we could not get inside on the post. Otherwise, we want to get inside of our corner and then bend it as skinny as possible, allowing the quarterback to throw the ball deep. Our quarterback has three different ways of throwing the football. A one, a two, and a three. The one ball for us is on a line, getting it out right now. The way you would throw your stops, your curls, your out routes, things like that. The next ball is what we call a two ball. With the two ball, that's our intermediate passing game where we're trying to throw over the linebackers and underneath the safeties. The final ball is a three ball. The three ball is the big football, normally off of two hitches in their feet throwing the ball over the top. And I say that to you because when we go to throw the post route, we want to throw the three ball with the balls up over the top of the secondary, letting our receiver run underneath it and go win the ball. The second route here from our slot receiver is called our option route. The reason it's our option route is we have the option to push it to 10 yards or shut it down between six and eight based on what that outside linebacker is doing. We basically don't want to keep running all the way to 10 yards if we're already open. But in saying that, for the most part, our option route turns out to be a 10-yard route uh, stemming back to the quarterback. The next route from our number three receiver right here is our bubble route. And again, it's just like what we ran before with our screen game, which is we're going to kick back and go flat. And we're going to stay flat the entire time until the quarterback throws us the football. We do that because if you start falling forward now then the angle for the quarterback is tough to complete. And so for us, it's a deal where by staying flat allows the quarterback to put the ball flat or he can lead them and put them in front, but it's a much easier throw for him. And that throw is going to be right underneath the chin when we make it from the quarterback. We always want the tailback to action on this with play action. And the reason is because you can see the Mike linebacker. The Mike linebacker needs to believe that the threat of run is coming. If he's able to take off and run right now outside for pass, then in that case, we don't have a very good football play. So the run game is going to hold the Mike linebacker with the play action from the tailback. And then on the backside, we are a big vert read football team. Our vert read is our top play outside. So with saying that, in our vert read, we're going to run a vertical play and beat them deep. If they do not allow us to beat them deep because they're bailing on us, then we will settle at 15 yards, and that's an outlet for the quarterback if he needs it. 
In saying that for the quarterback, it's always important to know what I'm going to do with the football if I get blitz. The reality is that with my blitz beater, I'm going to throw the ball to the post. It ties into our rule of either the post is on or it's X'd out, X'd out and pre-snap. In this particular clip, we're looking at the free safety. If the free safety is down inside of 10 yards, then the post game is on for us. And at that point, we know we're throwing the post route. If the free safety is backed off beyond 10 yards, then at that point, the quarterback knows post-snap that he's going to read off the strong safety from the option route to the bubble. We are going to set our bodies to throw the option route. We will then check the ball down to the bubble route if that strong safety carries. So again, a lot of decisions in this for the quarterback, but it's a tremendous football play working off of our bubble route. I'm going to start by showing you three clips here of this particular play. So first of all, setting trips. We normally like to set it to the field, but in this particular instance, we knew that we could get three versus two to the boundary, and so we used that as an opportunity in a playoff football game here. We are a Czech football team, so you can see us check to the sideline. So starting here, the free safety on this clip, if you see the ball is on the 36-yard line. He's down at the 27-yard line. When he's down in that position now for us, we know that we're going to throw the ball over the top of the post route. So again, easy read for the quarterback to see the alignment of the free safety pre-snap. Okay, And at that point, we're going over the top. This was a big fourth down football play early in the game in a second round playoff game. So again, watch the quarterback as he drops, double hitch, put the three ball up over the top, let your athlete go win the ball. Very fortunate to have Trey Cleveland as outside receiver. He's going to Texas Tech. Still a good football play even if you don't have one of those. Same football game. Again, in this case, the quarterback now looks at the free safety, and you can see the free safety is backed off at 12 yards. He is going to X the free safety out and not include him in his post-snap read at this point. So now then, post-snap, he knows to take his eyes to the strong safety and play off the strong safety. He's setting his body to throw the option route. When the strong safety carries, he's now going to turn and check the ball down to the back on the bubble route. And again, great football play. I like what our number two slot receiver does too. He goes to run the option, and our rule is when you know you're not getting the football, go block for your teammate. So we've hit the post route. We've hit the bubble route. I'm going to give an example of how to hit the option route. So I talked about earlier, obviously different formations are important for us. We're now going to move the back out on this play. And earlier in the game, we threw the screen now to him on the bubble play instead of the receiver. He creates the trips for us in this case. The safety is deep over the top. So now then we saw before cover three. This time we see a two deep safety. In saying that with the two deep safety, 
He's beyond 10 yards. Because of that, we're now going to read the option route to the bubble route from the back. We move the back early. We're now reading the stud linebacker out of the 4-3 right here. He's going to take the back. And again, if you remember, I told you on the option, it is an option route from the standpoint. Don't push that all the way to 10 yards if that outside linebacker comes off of you right now. So that being the case, since the outside linebacker comes off quickly, we're just going to curl up at about six yards right there and play catch. Because again, if we run it all the way to 10 yards in that situation, it gives that Mike linebacker time to get out of the box. Now we talked earlier about play action. In this case, there isn't any play action because we're going to an empty look. So now you've got to incorporate something that's going to hold that mic accountable. If that mic was to start running out of there right now, then we'd simply run the quarterback draw play and tie that into an RPO look if that was the case. So you have to have answers every time to what they do. In saying this, look right here, great throw by the quarterback. He has got to hit the outside pad of the number two slot receiver here. The reason he's got to do that is, is because that Mike linebacker is working that way. But the key is the slot receiver and the quarterback both know that they're not working off the outside backer. They are working their route off the Mike linebacker, knowing they have to beat the Mike right here. Great throw and catch. Now, again, you got to have answers in your offense. So now you sit there and say, well, coach, what happens when the corner comes down on the bubble? Or what happens when the corner, like right here, wants to come down and try to play the option route? That being the case, the answer for us is going to be the two vertical game. So we're going to move the back out. And then after that, run the two vertical game that ultimately is going to run the bender off of him and run the deep ball here. At the end of the day, if that safety plays inside tucked, we're going to throw the ball outside. But that's an answer for us if that corner decides that he wants to come off and play it like in this case. So, our second trips route that we really, really like here at Arlington High School. For us, okay, this is our pivot game tied in with a knife route. Outside on this route, we do a couple of different things, okay? What you're going to see on film is our hitch route, an eight-yard hitch route outside. We would take the hitch route outside whenever we got two linebackers matched inside of our number two and number three receiver. So, if, for example, if you got a true cover four in this look, which is not drawn up here, but to where the strong safety is tucked inside of number two and the mic's tucked inside of three, this is not a great route into that. So from that standpoint, the quarterback would know right now to go ahead and throw your hitch route back outside. If we get the strong safety outside of two and the mic inside, we love this route because it puts a lot of pressure on your mic linebacker. There are some teams, though, that will switch that off between the strong safety and the mic. So when that happens, what we like to do is come back and run a knife route from our outside receiver, which is our X. Now in that case, you've got two knife routes coming back across with the pivot route. So in saying that, the outside route to start with when we teach it is an eight-yard hitch route. After that, we go to what we call a knife. Our knife route is a 10-yard route that cuts off to the inside. 
A lot of people ask the question, do you like to chop your feet or do you like to speed cut? We believe in the speed cut. We just feel like that allows you to stay on the move against man, and it also gets to the windows that we need to get to against zone. So we do a 10-yard speed cut on our knife route. Back to our number three receiver now, this is our pivot route. On our pivot route now, we are going to take five steps. Our five steps are aiming between an imaginary line right over the top of us and that Mike linebacker, and we want to split the difference. The reason we want to do that is we want to entertain the Mike linebacker to make a decision of whether he's going to cover us or not. In the same breath, though, if you don't split the difference and you run it too far into the mic, he's going to grab you. And anytime you get a route in zone where they can get hands on you, it's not a great route for us when we're trying to move. So that being said, we're going to split the difference between an imaginary line right over the top of us, in this case that hash right there, and the mic linebacker. Five steps inside, and then we're going to put our foot in the ground and break directly flat back outside okay, to create that a window for the quarterback. On the back side, there's a lot of different options that we will do. In this particular scenario, we're pairing it um, with our smash game. For us, we run the smash game with a pivot outside from our outside receiver, coached exactly the way we coached it just now to the inside guy, and then our flag route. And on our flag route, we like to push to 10 yards, and then at that point, break 45-yard angle, angled back towards the front pylon on the football field. We like this route combination because it allows us to open up the middle of the field coming back with our knife game. For our quarterback, it starts inside out. So for him, it starts with the Mike linebacker. If the Mike linebacker is going to stay with the pivot route, then obviously we're going to hit the knife coming in back behind it. If the Mike linebacker holds for the inside knife route, then at that point, that's when we're going to bring the outside knife paired to it, and we'll go to the next window. And then if the outside knife route gets covered by the strong safety, then we'll check the ball back down to the pivot route. We are different than a lot of college football teams in this case because what a lot of college teams will do is they will start trying to create that pivot route. If they can get the pivot route open, they're going to take it. For us, we like to start inside out, and we really want to gear up to throw the ball down the field on the knife route if they'll give it to us. Here are some examples of this play. This is a third-round playoff game right here against South Lake Carroll. We had already built into the trips bringing in the outside knife route game because for us at this time, we felt like that that Mike linebacker could hold. So you can see down at the bottom is our smash game concept, and they're playing three over two. Up top, we've got the inside pivot game. You can see the linebacker right here is wanting to take away the pivot. So when he does, we're going to hit the knife game. Now at the end of the day, you as a coordinator have to help the quarterback with that Mike linebacker. And I mean by that is you have to know that he's not going to jump that route or you've got to control him with a draw play or a play action or whatever it is that you're going to do to where that quarterback can throw that ball with confidence. In this case right here, we felt good about this window. Beautiful throw and catch. Same formation right here as far as an empty set for us, empty right. 
There's our pivot game. You really don't have any choice with the outside linebacker. Stud right here. Grabbing you. So you can see right here that he's wanting to grab us. And at the end of the day, because he's so tight to us anyway, that may happen. But again, you've got to run flat to take him out of that window. In this particular case, we've got the knife route coming from the outside Z receiver. And we pair this with a seam. So you can see that our number three receiver, and when I say number three, he is our number three guy, four, three, and our tailback is five. But in saying that, our inside slot receiver here is going to run the seam route to hold that safety. So now we have the stud backer pulling the window with the pivot, the slot receiver, our number three, running through the safety, and then there's the window right there. Now for the quarterback, I would like for him to rip this football off right now before the window happens, and he needs to do it between the mic and between the stud. The problem in this case is that he bails out, but he's able to pull the mic down to play catch right there. The last example right here, is where we'll leak the back. So now then the back's out on the move call. We're running through the seam. And then here comes the outside knife route. Again, good football play. I will tell you that if you're not tagging, you need to. At the end of the day, one of the great saving graces for us is being able to tag any route we want to to make changes for our players. And right here we just tagged a two seam running through the seam and play catch. So next, I want to lead into another one of our RPOs. And in saying that again, I'm not going to overcoach the RPO right now because this is really about Tripp's passing game. Uh, but it's an example of another downfield throw for us with our stops game paired in with our RPO. In this particular case, this is a straight five-on-five -five zone blocking concept, man for man. Earlier I showed the dart play. Another way we can block five on five, though, is with our straight inside zone. With that being said right here, as you can see, we're going to handle the inside five, including the Willie linebacker. The next thing is the Mike linebacker still belongs to the quarterback. But now then, instead of pairing it to a bubble route, we're pairing it with our stops game. Now, what's important about this particular look is the fact of, as a coordinator, it's my job to control the pistol. When that pistol's sitting there, if he wants to come down into the box, we have to have something on with our single receiver to take advantage of that. If the pistol's going to stay back, then now then we've got the five-man box that we want to be able to run the football. And then it's my job also, tied into our coaching staff, to pair it up with some type of screen game that controls the Mike linebacker and the strong safety. In this case, we're going to pair it with the stops look. It's another way to throw the ball into your trips. And for us, it's all going to be on that Mike linebacker for the quarterback. So here's an example. We've got our four down linemen. We've got our one middle linebacker here. Okay. Here's our, what we would call this actually being the Mike for us, the Willie in the box, and Mike for us is walked out. Here's our strong safety. Again, it starts with a pistol. We control him. He's at depth. 
So now then at that point, we can run the ball in a five-man box, and then we've got our stops tied into it based on the Mike linebacker. In this case, the Mike linebacker, you can see right here on the stab, expands. And that's what the quarterback's looking at with his eyes right here. When he expands to get to our inside slot receiver, now then we've got a great five-man box right here. Again, we're running our zone play, blocking five for five, and have a good tailback that can make that safety miss. Ultimately, we want to block everybody except for the one safety, and we feel like our tailback should be good enough to make that safety miss more times than not. Again, that pistol linebacker, too, though, has got to play at depth because if he's down in there soon, we're going to throw the ball over his head back to the single receiver. Question may come up, Coach, what is it that you're going to throw over him? Well, obviously anything outside is good for us, but if he's going to get down in there and he's supposed to be responsible for that area right there, then we will run a glance route or a post route deep over the top okay, to take advantage of that, and we'll talk about that here in just a second. Our stops routes are simple right here. We go three full, two gather, and collect ourselves. And then you can also see that when we do not get the football, we turn up field and go try to block. And Trey Cleveland up top, again, our D1 receiver, does an awesome job of that right here by covering that corner up and allowing a running back to get more yards. So we talked about, well, what happens, Coach, when that pistol wants to drive down in there? They have too many in the box for you, so what are you going to do? One of our answers is this play right here. Um, I was talking to a Division II college coach um, about three years ago, and in the conversation he was like, what are your cover one beaters back to the single receiver side? And we started talking through it, and he said, this is the best one in the game. Uh, we've had a lot of success with this route, and again, for us, it goes back to it starts with if that outside safety to the weak side is going to drive down, you've got to have something that beats that void. And for us, it starts with the post route right here. So we're going to run the post route exactly the same way we ran it earlier when we talked about our trips passing game paired with the option route. But this is our post. To put pressure on the defense now, we are going to incorporate our running back in this play also. Our running back is going to run a wheel. When he runs the wheel route, okay, he is going to angle out towards the numbers. We want to put him on the bottom of the numbers. One thing it does is it creates spacing from the post route to the wheel. The second thing it does is it still allows a lot of space for the quarterback, nine yards to be exact, from the bottom of the numbers to the sideline to throw the football uh, to win against normally what would be an outside linebacker. And then we're going to bring something back across as a check down for the quarterback. That can be a bubble route um, from a receiver to this side. It can be a fly game check down if we want it to be. In this case, on this design, it is our shallow route. For our shallow route, we're wanting to aim three to five yards down the field. We want to go right now. And in going right now, if we have to err on one side or the other of the linebackers, we want to be to their toes. At the end of the day, linebackers, if you try to go over the top of them, are going to put their hands all over you. If they go to their toes, they got a decision to make. And that decision is, if I'm going to run downhill and try to stop a three-yard shallow route, if I do, I'm opening things behind me, or I'm going to let it go. And ultimately, if it lets it go, that's good for us. We normally have smaller slots to where they can go right now and take that space. 
if we're going to throw the shallow route, then we're going to hit the shallow route on the move outside the tackle box where that outside linebacker has voided. On the other side, again, there's a lot of things we can run back on that side. It depends on what kind of coverage we're going to get. In a two-high safety look, again, we want to open up the middle of the field, so we're going to run a smash game concept. We're going to run a sticks concept, things like that. If it's a cover three look where we got a chance for that free safety to lean to the post route, then we'll come back with some type of vertical game back on that side where the quarterback can flip and hit it um, if they overplay the post. Now for us, for the quarterback, at the end of the day, we're going to read this route inside out. In saying that, he's going to start with the post, and this is all post snap. With the snap, yes or no, can I hit the post based on the coverage that I'm getting? If he has a high two-look safety that's going to take the post there, obviously he's going to have to X that out in his progression. After the post, we're going to the wheel game. So if they're going to play the post with two guys, then we're going to come back with the wheel. If they're going to play the wheel, and sometimes they'll never cover that with a corner coming off and a linebacker underneath, when that happens, then we're going to our check down. And normally the check down comes open because the reality is the Willie linebacker is tied to coverage trying to chase the wheel route down the field. So again, post to wheel to check down shallow in this case for us. So now then, we're setting trips right, right here. We're going to throw the ball back through the single receiver, but create trips. Obviously, I would encourage you not to snap the football on the ground first. So we're going to go right here with the post route. Now, in most cases, we want to win on the post in this look when it's one-on-one. -on -one. The problem, obviously, is, is that corner is back 11 yards off our receiver and three yards inside. So smartly for the quarterback, he knows he cannot win this. This would also be a time we'd come to the sideline and tell our ex-receiver, all right, look, I know we tell you that we need to win inside every time when it's man. You're not going to win inside on this, so why not just beat him with your speed outside and overlap it? So the corner takes it away by alignment. Now that it's on this Willie linebacker down here at the bottom. And at the end of the day, the question comes, And what he's going to do. If he's going to play low, then we're going to throw the ball over his head on the wheel game. If he's going to carry it hard, the shallow route should come open coming behind him. So again, corner takes away the post by alignment. We're going to take that matchup to our tailback. Obviously, if the snap's good, the ball will be on time with our drop, and we're throwing the ball right now to our tailback. We like to put the football 20 to 25 yards down the field in a two ball. The three ball would go to the post big over the top. The two ball right here to the tailback because we do not want the ball hanging in the air to him with the corner having a chance to come off. So the ball goes deep right here. And then I would encourage you to get one of these tailbacks right here. But uh, he can blaze one of the fastest kids in the city and make a 20-yard throw into a touchdown. Here's the same alignment from trips right. This time we're going to tie it to fly motion, though. And if you see the why, why do you fly and why do you call this play? Well, if you notice what happened to this safety when we went fly. He's backed off seven or eight yards. Now we fly it. He's driving down. There is no rotation coming back. So because there's no rotation coming back, we want to hit them where they are avoiding the area.
And that's the post route right here. The quarterback does not take the post here. And we talked about this on the sideline, but that's a mistake. He needs to throw the post route to our best receiver right here with inside leverage on that corner. The big ball up over the top for the win. When you don't take what you're supposed to now, you get in a trap. Because now then, if you notice, that inside linebacker okay, plays our wheel route pretty well over the top. Now, we're still willing to throw this ball to the tailback. And if we do, it can no longer be a two ball. It's going to have to be in a man situation, a three ball up over the top because of the way they're playing us. But in this case, because of pressure and because the linebackers double cover and carry that wheel route, he's going to check the ball down outside. And again, anytime we can throw the ball to the sidelines in space, we feel good about it with our receivers. Again, an easy check down for 11 yards right there. So we've hit the back. We've hit the check down. A little bit different look. Uh, Lyndon Held is the defense coordinator at South Grand Prairie. Coached for me for five years. They're in the white right here. He does an awesome job. Uh, they've got really good athletes, so they're tough to play against. But sometimes you have to just say at the end of the day that we're going to use our matchups and win. So right here, he does not throw the post. Because the safety rolls back the middle of the field and he does not think that he can win on the post route right here. So now because of that, he's coming back to the tailback. And again, outstanding football player for us, adjusts and makes the catch. Also a great ball. You have to put it up over the linebacker, but it's got to be away from that corner in a cover three look. So he throws the ball up and away, and a great catch right there by our tailback. And again, using fly motion to create movement. So you can see with fly, we bring this guy down, which now creates it to where if we went on the post, great. If he takes the post away, the wheel game now has a chance to win because of where he is. Again, what does your check down do once he gets out there? The key is he's going to check it down at the bottom of the numbers. We want him deep, and we want him there so that if backers drop, we can get the ball in his hands without any pressure right there. Again, we really like this football play. Probably should use it more than we do. So that's an answer to the weak side safety. Okay, so now then, we've shown you a bubble. We've shown you stops. We've shown you a way to attack off the bubble game back at the trips. We've shown you a way to attack back to the single receiver side when we want to drive the safety down. Now it's an opportunity where you've got to have some type of vertical game whenever they want to play two down the field and want to drive that strong safety down in the, in the alley to play your screen game and your stops game. So that being said, we obviously have the ability to throw three verticals to the trip side, but we also really like our wheel game over there. This for us is just simply called wheel left or wheel right. This is a wheel left look right here. You can do all types of stuff back to the single receiver. In fact, on this route, you'd really like to have your blitz beater built into the single receiver side because you don't want the quarterback holding the ball a long time if they come with a six-man or seven-man uh, package with a blitz. So we'll sometimes pair it with stops or hitch game or fade game back to the single receiver side. To the trip side now, 
Again, nothing changes. It's our post game to our outside receiver. We're going to step on the toes of the corner, beat him inside, and throw the three ball over the top if we like it. Our number two receiver now is going to run our wheel concept. We called it a wheel to the tailback. Now we're calling it a wheel to the two receiver side. The only difference with his route from the tailback is this. He's still going to go to the bottom of the numbers with his route. But in doing so, because he's already on the line of scrimmage, he is going to run a quick route first. Our quick route is a five-step, five-yard route. We're going to roll off the fourth and fifth step, coming out flat at five yards, and run the quick. The only difference now is that he's going to wheel it up. We want his eyes to come back to the quarterback for two counts. And the reason we do that is because we want to draw somebody in to the fact that our eyes come back to the quarterback, okay, and that allows us to get open on the wheel game so that guy doesn't bail on us over the top. Inside with our number three receiver, great coaching point right here. You need to dictate to the defense based on two high or one high. What does that mean, coach? Well, it's this reality, that for us, we will run a line route across to the far hash if we want to pull a safety. The way we run our line route is fastest release, go right now, and we're going to aim 18 to 22 yards on the far hash. Coach, why is it 18 to 22? Well, a lot of times you have a linebacker that you have to give over, so you can't say I'm going to go a direct line at 18 yards all the time. So if I have to adjust over the top of him, it may take me up to 22 yards. But that's one thing which we have drawn in right here. The other thing that we will do is run the bender route. Well, Coach, when are you going to run the bender route? Well, we don't always want that line route just to go to that backside safety and allow him to cover it. So if that's the case, we can adjust and call it a bender. Now with our bender, we are running ultimately a skinny post with our number three receiver right there. He's going to push 10 to 12 yards. He's going to snap it um, across face of that safety over him, and he's going to bend it is what we're doing. We are snapping face off the safety, but we're ultimately bending the route over the linebacker because that's the guy that's dropping and trying to cover us right there. For the quarterback, anytime we throw a vertical concept, whether it's three verts down the field, in this case the wheel game, we are always working inside out. So right here, if the line route comes open or if the bender route comes open off of safety, we're going to take it right now. We're always going to take the matchup of a linebacker on one of our receivers. If they do a good job of covering the line route, our eyes are now going to the post because that's the next inside route coming. And a lot of times, if the safety's gone and the corner's late, then we will throw the post route up over the top. Our adjustment to that, going outside last, is our wheel game. And the wheel game for us is the one that normally comes open because, again, they normally do a pretty good job with their free safety of covering the line route and the corner squeezing the post route, but they have a tough time in most cases with as many things as we do down with our bubbles and our stops and our options of being able to cover the wheel game with the strong safety. So that's what we want to take advantage of most of the time. So here's an example. We're doing this. We haven't shown a lot of it, but we're doing this in a tight end set for us. I would like for our tight end to get over the top of that linebacker. Because if he's caught underneath the linebacker now, you can see exactly what the free safety does. Any good free safety, if the linebacker's over the backer, he's going to have to cover it. If that line, tight end goes underneath the linebacker, 
Now he does not have to worry about that route anymore, and you see what a good free safety does now. He goes on and opens his eyes outside of these two routes. So as a result, we have to get over that linebacker there and get better at that route. You see our wheel game. He turns back and looks to the quarterback for a two count before he turns, and we want him on the bottom of the numbers. I don't love that he drifted outside wide. I'd rather him be on the bottom of numbers instead of splitting difference to the sideline right there. And you can see our post route outside. So for the quarterback, what's he looking at? Well, he's going to go hit the tight end. The tight end goes under the backer, so that's obsolete. But the free safety's there too. Now he's going to the big post. He can't win on the post because the corner's on that top shoulder all over. So now then, we go to the wheel game. Now, I will tell you that Coach Laswell is in our box during the ball game up top, and he sees that this strong safety that's responsible for covering number two is now cheated inside for run game. Well, you have to have an answer right now. But the reality is they've got two deep. We've got three routes coming at them vertically, and there's no way from that alignment that he's going to be able to cover our wheel game. So another example of having an answer and more importantly, knowing what play works in this case. Quarterback, you can see him pop, one, two, three, hitch up, hitch up, big ball. Now in saying this, we want a two ball right here. The reason for our two ball is over the linebacker, under the safeties. You ask why? Well, the why in this case is we don't want that corner to come off and be able to play that ball because we threw the big three ball outside. And you can see right here again, we're at about the 35-yard line. We want him to drop this football at 25 yards, and that's exactly where he throws this football right here. Big touchdown, a big game. Now we're setting trips right. We've got wheel right right here. Now we've paired with the inside route here to a bender route. Coach, why'd you do that? Well, the line route looks pretty here, but if you run the line route and go straight over to that far safety on the back side, it's coming right to him on the line route and he can cover it. And now then, if you run the line route to him, you've got a guy for the line route, you've got a guy for the post route, and you've got a guy for the wheel route if they play it right, so you've got three guys deep for our three deep routes. If you throw the bender route here instead of the line, now then you don't take it to this safety, and you force the front side safety to make a decision. Am I going to cover that bender or not? And if I don't, the reality is they're probably going to score a touchdown on me. Now you're getting back to running three deep routes against two guys. But again, you've got to take this guy out of the equation on the weak side. So you can see the safety jumps the bender route inside. We will score on that play with a two ball on a line if the front side safety doesn't cover it. Because again, we're not taking it across to him. So we'll score here if that safety leaves. Because the safety takes it, we next go to the post route. The quarterback feels like the post is too tight right there based on the coverage he's getting. So now he adjusts to the wheel game. Now, two points to this. The first is, that corner is late. Because that corner is late, if he puts the ball up in the air and doesn't throw it on a rope, that corner will steal it and there'll be an interception instead of a touchdown. 
The next thing, though, is we have to recognize, the quarterback does, that we are in the red zone. So now in the red zone, we're no longer throwing a 25-yard pass to the wheel route. Now then, we've only got 25 yards to work with, so he has to be on time, and he has to throw the ball down on a rope at 20 yards instead of 25. Again, inside out, so he's looking for the bender. Bender gets covered by the safety, so he looks for the post. He feels like the post is tight because of the corner, so he works outside of the wheel game. Beautiful ball. Now, we talked about earlier, and this goes back to my run and shoot days, learning under June Jones, and I say under, I never worked a day for him, but watching him in spring training, watching him in fall as they play, that you have to have a blitz beater. If you're going to throw the ball down the field on a play like the wheel game, the quarterback at some point is going to get blitz cover zero. And when he does, you have to know right now where you're going with the football. Well, here's an example of this, and I'm very proud of this scenario. We have a two-deep safety look. We check this play. So everybody's looking at the sideline, and because we're coaching gurus, we check the play on the sideline based on the coverage to go score a touchdown. The problem is they get paid to coach on the other side too. When they do, as soon as we check, they check. It's a big game going on right now at every level, and it's a great adjustment for the defense to stay ahead. Well, that being said, they check to cover zero. Well, we talked about how when you throw the ball down the field, right now this team we're playing is going to blitz six guys at us, and we've only got five to block them in an empty set. Your quarterback has to be confident that he knows where the football's going and be on time. For our wheel game, our bender route right here is our blitz beater. The quarterback knows it. The guy running the bender route knows it. In this particular route out of our go set, this is our tailback but he's been coached to know what to do. So we get blitz. We can't coach this during the game. They have to know this from practice because we thought it was cover two. We made the perfect call to cover two. They jumped to cover zero. And the quarterback and the guy running the blitz beater have to know this. In this case, they do a tremendous job right here. So here we go. Nobody changes except those two. Now instead of a hitch-up, pitch-up, he's just going to set his feet and make the throw before pressure gets to him. We are now bending this off of that safety covering us just like we would off a linebacker. Remember I told you our bender is bending off the guy that's down. So when we're on the guy that's down, we are giving ourselves a path for the quarterback to throw the football here around that backer, or in this case, the free safety. And now he snaps it, plays catch. And again, a big time play with not a great call against cover zero. That's my presentation today on Tripp's passing game. I'm so grateful that you had an opportunity to watch us and see a little bit of what we do at Arlington High School. If you ever need anything, please give us a call. Again, I'm Scott Peach at Arlington High. Thank you.